That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, January 19th, 2024. Uh, Ray McGovern and Larry Johnson join us for our end of the week intelligence roundtable. My dear friends, thank you. You both do double duty, although this is one of the uh, happiest times of the week. I don't know if it's because the three of us are together at the same time or because it's Friday afternoon. And a foot of snow, and it's still snowing out, and it's going to be in the single digits all weekend. So, uh, have some pity on me, those of you who live in the warmer, uh, in the warmer climes. So, we do have a lot to talk about, mainly uh, Israel and Gaza and the Houthis. But I do want to start with some nonsense about uh, Ukraine, as you both know, and as everybody watching us knows, all the hoi polloi. Uh, got together this week in Davos, and um, uh, Secretary Blinken um, gave a series of interviews. We have an interview uh, of him about Gaza, which shows him at his hand wringing worst. But I want to start on Ukraine, because in this interview, which is by uh, Tom Friedman of the New York Times, he starts out by saying, are you ready for this? Putin has failed. So this is number 13, Chris. Watch this. It'll get us started. Putin has already failed in what he set out to do. He set out to erase Ukraine from the map, to eliminate its independence, to subsume it into Russia. That has failed, and it cannot and will not succeed. Yeah. Second, uh, Ukraine has not only stood up to the aggression. Over the past year, it took back more than 50 percent of the territory that had been taken from it in February of 2022. The last year, uh, the last part of the last year has been challenging, but even then, something that got little notice, what Ukraine managed to do in the Black Sea, opening it up, pushing the Russian Navy back, and starting to get grain out to the world. It's been the breadbasket of the world. It's gone back to that as a result of actions it's taken. We'll start with you, Larry. I mean, how many errors (laughs) can you count In that statement, starting with Putin has failed, he tried to take all of Ukraine and he was pushed back. I mean, so let's start big picture. Are these guys lying or are they grossly ill-informed? No, they're they're lying. Uh, We have a new word we should put in the in the dictionary: getting blinkened. I'll show you an example of blinkened. Ray McGovern has failed in his quest to become a black woman. Now. I've set up I've set up something that's you know absolutely untrue and there's no way that it can be true but because I say it boy that shows you how the Russians have failed so 
uh, you don't you don't even use any criteria to arrive at this definition of what constitutes failure. So uh, I suppose the fact that Russia has killed uh, a ten to one ratio of Ukrainians to every Russian loss, uh, that uh, they have steadily pushed back the Ukrainians uh, in their uh, much ballyhooed counteroffensive. The Russians actually defeated that, and that. They can bomb at will throughout Ukraine without Ukrainians' air defense able to stop them. Now, if that's the definition of success, uh, I don't know too many people who'd sign up for it. So, uh, Ray, this this reminds me of what uh, the president said uh, when he gave a very brief statement to just uh, a half dozen members of the press in one of those small rooms outside the Oval Office, where he he says, um, if Putin or if Putin takes uh, Ukraine, he's going to go to NATO, and that's going to produce what none of us wants or expects: Russian boys versus American boys. It, it was one of his failed efforts to persuade persuade Republicans in the House to give him the money that he wants to spend. I guess this is their absurd and misguided mantra that Putin's goal is to take Ukraine. It is so contrary to reason. The last thing in the world Putin would want is to govern a country of 47 million people that hates him and hates the Russians. Why would he want that? Well, Judge, first I have to comment on, on the bobbing head of, of Tom Friedman. Now, if you bob your head five times in five seconds, then you get, you're entitled to have it on your car. You know those bobbing heads at the back of the... Yeah, the bobbleheads. I, mean, <laughs> I, thought, I thought the first thing you were going to say was to congratulate Larry on that incredible um, uh, allegory that what, uh, what uh, Tony Blinken said was as absurd as Larry saying, Ray has failed in his quest to become an African-American female. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, you know, I wish it were funny. I mean, these yeah. guys really need to watch our show, Judge. Is there any way that you can use your influence to ask these guys to get a, a real reality rather than alternative reality? Well, we know it's watched in D.C. It's probably watched by your former colleagues to see yeah. what you're saying and what <laughs> we're putting out there, and they're not mm -hmm. happy with it. Jack so is going to be on next week. Maybe he'll fess up on air as to who's watching it. But Tony Blinken is not going to change. And we have a lot more. But what he said yesterday about Ukraine, or two days ago when uh, Friedman interviewed him, uh, well, it was just ridiculous. It was so erroneous. Well, Larry is right. Uh, they're not telling the truth, let's put it that way. Uh, you know, Blinken is the worst of them. I mean, witness the fact that he's featured in Time Magazine now as being the cat's pajamas, so to speak. You know, it wasn't but seven, well, more than seven weeks ago where he said, you know, I talked with the Israelis and they agreed to calm down when they start the offensive again. Uh, they're gonna, there's a clear path, Tony Lincoln's word, a clear path in place that the Israelis agreed to where there'd be a premium on protecting citizens, so civilians, uh, letting aid in, and making humanitarian assistance available. Then they started right after the pause, and you know there was a clear path. Well, Tony, either you are lying or you're you're incredibly naive when the Israelis tell you something. Take a look, at, uh, uh, Chris, at number eleven. This is a, another part of that same interview 
with Tom Friedman. I happen to think that this is Tony Blinken at his hand-wringing worst about Gaza. One of the things you hear so often from people, one of the things you hear so often from people, given the high civilian casualties in Gaza, is does the United States, do Jewish lives matter more than Palestinian and Muslim lives, and Palestinian Christian lives, uh, given the incredible asymmetry uh, in casualties? And I've been asked that. I want to give you a chance to respond to that. No. Period. Um, for me, I think for so many of us, um, what we're seeing every single day in Gaza uh, is gut-wrenching. Um, and the suffering we're seeing among innocent men, women, and children breaks my heart. The question is, what is to be done? We've made judgments about how we thought we could be most effective in trying to shape this in ways to get more humanitarian assistance to people, to get better protections and, and, and minimize civilian casualties. Um, and at every step along the way, not only have we impressed upon Israel its responsibilities to do that, um, we've seen some progress in areas where, absent our engagement, I don't believe it would have happened. This is not a world leader, Larry. This is <laughs> pathetic. Well, he lives up to the definition of a, of a diplomat in the United States, which is someone who's paid to life for their country. Uh, and, and in this case, what is so disturbing about it is he acts like he's a third-party observer, like like a fan in the stands watching this horrible action going on in front of him. God, golly, that, how's that happen? How can this be possible when he's the one that's enabling it? I mean, it's, it's like watching someone dying from a fentanyl overdose and the pusher, the guy that sold him the drugs is going, boy, that's terrible. How did that happen? That's that's blinking. Ray, um, he was in Switzerland uh, when he made this statement. When the secretary of state travels, does he receive some sort of intelligence uh, briefing on a daily basis? Does he know damn well how many human beings were killed in Gaza since his last intelligence briefing. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, Judge, he doesn't need intelligence to tell him that. But the answer is yes. I traveled with uh, Secretary Schultz where, where he went, and I gave him the president's daily brief at the direction of President Reagan. So to the degree that intelligence people are telling the truth, 
he's advised that he's lying through his teeth. Uh, it's not at all clear to me that the uh, the powers that be, the Hoy Arastoy, uh, uh, what, what's her name? Uh, the head of national intelligence, April Haynes, or April even Haynes. Uh, yeah. uh, Bill head Burns. of the CIA, Burns, that they're telling him the truth. So, you know, if you tell the president or you tell the secretary of state what you want to hear, well, Blinken is the fly in the ointment. Blinken, let's remind ourselves, was responsible largely for the attack on Iraq because he wouldn't let Biden listen to people like Scott Ritter, myself, Larry, and others that said there were no weapons of mass destruction there. They kept us all out of there. And that thing was approved by Congress meretriciously, if I may use a full <laughs> Well, you know, that's that's a word that the real Professor McGovern would have used, your great <laughs> law professor father at the great Fordham uh, Law School. Uh, does the State Department have its own uh, intelligence branch yeah. or bureau or whatever you want to call it, or do they have to rely on the Defense Department and the CIA? No, they have the Bureau of Intelligence and Research, INR. Uh, they're staffed with analysts. Uh, they they do not produce uh, the State Department's intelligence or the cables that are sent back from embassies overseas. So other than that, State Department doesn't have its own human source information. They get that from CIA. They don't have uh, uh, intercepts of communications, or emails, phone conversations. That comes from NSA. But they do have analysts that are uh, make their own judgments. Every time I, I wrote a piece when I was an analyst working on Central America, I had to coordinate it with the INR, my INR counterpart. And she could weigh in and say, no, I disagree with this. And if we couldn't work out uh, a compromise, I would run with my piece and she could uh, submit uh, a dissent. So yes, they have it. George, uh, I'd like to add something to that. Uh, sure. INR has an incredibly what is, what good... What does INR stand for? INR is the, the Bureau of Intelligence and Research. Uh, it's the State Department intelligence arm. Okay. Uh, they, have a, they have had a wonderful record, so much so that they took violent... <laughs> they took strong footnotes to the estimate of October 1st, 2002, which, which said that uh, Iraq had all manner of weapons of mass destruction and had ties with Al-Qaeda. Uh, Tom Finger, who was the head of INR at the time, took many footnotes. <clears throat> then they appointed him to be head of the Intelligence Council, which did an estimate on Iran, just as Bush and Cheney were going to attack Iran. And what that estimate say? It said Iran stopped working on a nuclear weapon five years before 2007 and hadn't resumed work. Whoa, that took the, the lining right out from Bush and right. Cheney from their plans. Now, what I'm saying here is that they have been corrupted just like everybody else. Yeah. And one token of that is that when they did this big, big assessment about Russian interference in the election of 2016, they cut INR out. They kept DIA out, and it was wow. only the CIA, NSA, and who else? FBI, uh, FBI. And the, <laughs> does, does, the, so does the, that's what uh, it comes down to now. Does the CIA, NSA, or FBI ever give different reports to different people? Meaning, would Tony Blinken get the same report that Joe Biden got? Or would they try and 
manipulate Blinken by giving him uh, different information. Well, that, that's why they created the director of national intelligence. Everett Haynes occupies that slot right now. She's supposed to be the clearinghouse to bring all those different information together to make sure there's some coherence that they can't, uh, you know, backdoor her, go around her and, and provide their own analysis directly to a principal. So, uh, you know, that's, that's in theory how it's supposed to work. Okay. And she supervises the president's daily brief. Okay. Right. So, and it's she who exactly a year ago said the Russians are running out of shells. The Russians have no indigenous capability to build shells. She got it yeah. wrong by 180 degrees. She, she meant that the U.S. and NATO. I mean, hello. That's what she told the president. <laughs> and the president said Russia is already lost. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a clown show. Before before we get into the expansion of the war by attacking the Houthis and Joe Biden's ridiculous statement about it uh, yesterday, here's number 17, Chris. Here's uh, Benjamin Netanyahu using the controversial phrase, which if you used on the Columbia University campus while carrying a Palestinian flag, you'd be removed from the campus from the river to the sea. Watch this. For 30 years, I am very consistent, and I'm saying something very simple. This conflict is not on the lack of a state of Palestinian, but the existence of a state, the Jewish state. Every area that we evacuate, we receive terrible terror against that. It happened in South Lebanon, in Gaza, and also Judea and Samaria, which we did it. And therefore, I clarify that in other arrangement, any other arrangement, in the future, the state of Israel have to control on the entire area from the river to the uh, sea. This is what happens when you have sovereignty. This truth I say to our American friends, and I also stopped the attempt to impose on us a reality that will jeopardize us. A prime minister in Israel has to be able to say no, even to the best of friends, to say no when you need to and to say yes when you can. Can the president of the United States say no to his best of friends in Israel? Larry. Is that, yeah, he should. I mean, look, Blinken and Biden can stop this now. All they have to do is just call Netanyahu and say, hey, you're going to tell us no? We're telling you no. No more military supplies coming. We're withholding the economic aid. And good luck. But, you know, Netanyahu knows that they won't do that. It's a political year. The, 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 the Jewish political donors that are uh, a big uh, source of money for the Democrat Party would immediately kill Biden, and Biden wants to survive politically. And so it's just we're, we end up enabling this entire behavior, and that's why we're complicit in, in the genocide that's taking place in Palestine. So the um, defense minister of Israel uh, talks about attacking Hezbollah. Uh, <laughs> the president of the United States gave a ridiculous statement. We'll run it in a minute uh, about attacking the Houthis. Where is this war going, Ray? It all depends on how much spine we can implant in Joe Biden. Uh 
it depends on us. That's it. You know, we are enabling the genocide. And there is no way that the Israelis would take on Hezbollah unless they decided that we would have to intervene militarily to help them. That's the big deal. And can they take on and beat Hezbollah without a full-fledged, on-the-ground American troop support, Ray? Well, on the ground uh, is another matter, but uh, we have all these uh, other capabilities. And, uh, you know, watch for another aircraft carrier to go back into that area or to be uh, diverted to that area. Then we'll see what's going to happen. But they can't take on, they've already lost to Hezbollah in the past without our support. So if they do that again, they'll need our support, I fear, for what Biden and Blinken will do. Uh, Chris, uh, play the uh, clip about uh, where President Biden is asking if the uh, bombing against the Houthis is working. Now, it's very brief, and his voice is very soft, so we'll play it twice. Take a listen to this. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Play it again. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. So by answering, are they stopping the Houthis? No, Larry. Is he revealing classified material? And by saying they don't work, but we're going to keep doing them, is he making any sense? Yeah, well, he's, he's number one, he's not revealing any classified information. Um, you know, Helen Keller could see this one coming. Um <laughs> <laughs> the, the the reality is what what he's when, when he's acknowledging that well we're, yeah we're shooting we're shooting we're bombing all these uh, sites but they're movable sites that's why I posted it uh, at my blog at Sonar Twenty One last night I called it the, the this is the the Houthi version of the Thomas Crown affair and if anybody remembers the movie with Pierce Brosnan and Rene Rousseau where Pierce Brosnan walks into the museum, he's in a, a black wool coat, puts on a bowler hat, has a briefcase, and starts walking around. The cops are trying to catch him. Except all of a sudden, there are like 60 other guys dressed just like him. And the cops can't figure out which one's which and where are the bureau right. briefcases. That's exactly what the United States is trying to do with these mobile missiles. We can't find them. And once we think we find them and we blow it up, and then, well, they then the Houthis fire back at us. The, the bottom line is the Houthis have more missiles and drones than we have to stop them. And we're going to run out of missile of uh, Aegis missiles or the uh, what, what's uh, the Tomahawk cruise missiles. We've got a limited inventory of those. So it, this is this is just a recipe for making America look uh, really stupid and weak. I'm going to ask you both uh, in a second. Uh if this is an intentional expansion of the war, we all know for every action, there's a reaction. But before we do, we just found the clip of Avril Haines that Ray, Ray was talking about, that the Russians are running out of ammo. So just to lighten things up for a second, we'll play it now. How quickly is Russia burning through its military stockpiles of munition? I think I can give you precise numbers in this fora, but... Uh, but quite quickly. I mean, it's really pretty extraordinary. And our own 
senses that they are not capable of indigenously producing what they are expending at this stage. So uh, that is going to be a challenge, and that's why you see them going to other countries effectively to try to get ammunition. And of course, you know, we've uh, indicated that their precision munitions are running out much faster in many respects. They have a lot of stockpiles. How viable those stockpiles are, how much they have, what they can use in different conflicts are obviously all questions that we look at quite carefully with our allies and partners. Chief Intelligence Official of the Government of the United States of America, Ray McGovern, is she a bald-faced liar or is she just ignorant? Uh, I can't call her a liar. Maybe she's been told that by the people appointed by Bill Burns and those folks. I mean, you know, it's so bad when you think about taking on the Hoochies, right? Okay. There should be a national intelligence estimate where various people are asked to pronounce on what's going to happen the next day if they take on the Hooties. That has not been done. None of those things have been done since 2007 when the estimate came up with the wrong answer, namely that Iran has not been working on a nuclear weapon since 2002 and is not, is not decided to do that. So you get the wrong answer, then you get marginalized. And right. with Afghanistan, with Iraq, with the rest of it, there have been no national intelligence estimates that I know of. And so the Blinken is, is, is flying blind and so is Blyden. Uh, Larry, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, no, I was, I was just going to point out, actually, I think Avril Haines was given an intelligence report, only it was about the United States, and she thought it said Russia. So that's why, <laughs> that's why she got confused. <laughs> How likely is it, I ask you both the same question, that this war expands and other state actors get involved? The, the Israelis are thinking about putting troops into Egypt at that so-called uh, Philadelphia uh, corridor. The Israelis are thinking of entering uh, Lebanon, and Joe Biden is abiding, uh, is obliging these people uh, by attacking the Houthis. What what is the likelihood that another state actor enters this arena? A state actor with a serious military. Well, I think I, I think it's it's still within the realm of possibility. But what here's what's going to stop us. Number one, DOD, despite you know Lloyd Austin missing, you know God knows where he is. They're going to. You know, put him in the book of Where's Waldo? Um, but, uh, you know, the, the problem we've got is the DOD recognizing that, for example, at the, in 2022, we only had 4,000 Tomahawk missiles, only 4,000. And Raytheon can't produce them at a rate of, say, 100 a week or 100 a month. So uh, they've got that a limited amount. Some of those have been used in other places, and some of them been used out here. And so they're, they're running down, and they've got to keep some in reserve for contingencies about possibly going to war with China. So this, when they, the the White House, yes, they definitely they want to attack Iran. They want to get into that. But the the reality is, out of the eleven aircraft carriers, I think Doug McGregor made this point uh, on your show. Out of the eleven aircraft carriers that the United States has, only four are actually able to go to sea. But part of that is just we don't have the, the crew. We don't have the, the weaponry. And, and so we have these grandiose ideas about taking on the world. But, but basically, we're, we're running out of breath just trying to fight the Houthis. Does Congress know what you just said? Congress just gave Lloyd Austin $186 billion 
dollars to spend in the next 12 months. He's got 13 aircraft carriers and only four of them work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Judge, I want to comment on what my major fear is uh, with respect to what Larry was saying. Uh, Iran is the name of the game. Okay. Uh, the Israelis and the neocons in our government see this as a golden chance to go after Iran. Okay. Now, Iran is really smart. They're not going to rise to that bait. So what's going to happen? The Israelis are going to do it for them. False flag attack. U.S. forces or U.S. interests uh, attack blamed on Iran. And, Ob and Obama, Biden and Blinken will have no other recourse but to tell Austin, who will salute smartly, go after these guys. They can't be allowed to threaten our ally, in quotes, Israel. Chris, do we have uh, Senator Graham? I don't know if you've seen this. It's ridiculous. But this is the advice of Senator, and I'm sorry, I know a lot of our fans can't stand it when Graham comes on, but this is the advice of Senator Graham to Joe Biden with respect to Iran. Listen to this insanity. Well, Secretary Austin and the Biden administration is failing our troops in the field. I admire him. Uh, he's a patriot, but he's not doing a good job protecting the soldiers. I asked him a couple of months ago, Joey, what you were talking about. Is there a red line? Would you tell our enemies publicly that if you kill an American, we're coming after you? Without Iran, there are no hooties. The hooties are completely backed by Iran. I've been saying for six months now, hit Iran. They have oil fields out in the open. They have the um, Revolutionary Guard headquarters you can see from space. Blow it off the map. Yeah. What would happen if if Joe Biden accepted that advice, Larry? Well, the, number one, where's the authorization for use of military force? Doesn't uh, exist. There is no there is no legal basis under which Joe Biden can launch those attacks in Yemen. He needs to go to Congress and get the approval. And in fact, from just a political standpoint, it is completely stupid of Biden and Blinken to do this on their own. Because if you go and get Congress to give you the thumbs up, like Bush did. George W. Bush did going into Iraq, at least when it goes sour, when you hit the hit the hole in the road and it becomes a disaster, at least you don't have to shoulder all the blame yourself. And so, you know, Graham, step up, propose it in Congress. Let's get all the members of Congress on board wanting to send some more boys and girls to war in Iran. And yet the United States is going to discover, because Iran sent a message the other day after they had had that terrorist attack in Tehran. They hit targets in Syria, they hit targets in Turkey and Erbil, and they hit targets in Pakistan and Balu what's an area called Baluchistan. The, the Baluchistan area was a direct message to the CIA because the CIA and, and uh, the intelligence organizations at DOD have had longstanding relations with those Baluch. The Baluch were involved with Operation Eagle Claw back in 1980, 1979, the, the effort to rescue U.S. hostages in Iran. So and and going after Erbil, they were killing Mossad agents and going into Syria. Uh, they were going after British agents. So they were telling the Brits and the Israelis and the United States, you want to keep coming at us? Bring it on. We're going to fight back. Ray, I'll give you the last word. Here's an intelligence estimate on what happens if the Biden and Blinken administration goes ahead and attacks Iran. Uh, short answer, it's the end of Israel. 
Iran doesn't need any nuclear weapons. It got it has an incredible inventory of precise precise guided missiles and other things, and so so does Hezbollah and others. It will be the end of Israel. Okay, now. Biden needs to know that. Whether Avril Haines is smart enough to tell him that, that's the question. I don't think she is. Wow. Uh, Doug McGregor agrees uh, with both of you on what you each said. Uh, guys, thank you very much. A great week. Thank you for all your time. Uh, I think we're all back together, but separately as usual on uh, on Monday morning. Have a great weekend. You won't have to worry about snow the way I do. <laughs> go, go get a hot buttered rum. There you go. <laughs> All the best, my friends. Have a great weekend. Take care. You too, Fletch. All of our regulars back for us next week, my dear friends. Thank you for a great week. Thank you for watching. Thank you for the subscriptions. Uh, thank you for the faith you show in the program. Judge Napolitano for judging freedom. <laughs>